0: Welcome to Art of the Float where float centers thrive. A weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers and we love to provide insights and tips along the way. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Art of the Float and visit artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, pictures from every episode, all that good stuff. I am one of your co-hosts, Dylan. I own The Float Shop in Portland, Oregon. Tonight, I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville and Brian of, well, he's here in Portland with me. He's the other half of Art of the Float and our technical expert here. And tonight, we're boi- excuse me, joined with Akavila, a digital advertising specialist who is going to break down Facebook pixels, what they actually are, how to use them, all that good stuff. There's a lot of mystery around these things. Uh, is it things? Is it plural? Is it one thing? I don't know, but we're going to find out tonight. I want to give a shout-out to our Patreon supporters this week. I believe it's just Destiny at Flotation. That's Float 8, I-O-N, uh, congratulations. I think she has some awesome progress going on with her float center. And thank you so much for supporting us, of course. And let's hear Beyond that, oh yeah, CA Float Concepts. Wow, we are almost at the float conference. So uh, we're about to get to meet their upgraded float tank. We saw it last year, a little bit of a prototype. And now we're going to see the the real deal. At uh, yeah, In fact, if anybody in Portland wants to buy that float tank and go home with a float tank, I think they're trying to offload that, that puppy. But uh, it is quite a beast. It's I mean, they're doing things that other float other float manufacturers aren't doing. All I ask is that you go in between speakers onto the stage and check out their float tank. It's incredible. Talk with Zach and learn about CA Float Concepts, new float tank. CA, CAFloatConcepts.com is where you want to go in the meantime. Amy, how are you doing?
1: I am doing as well as a person who's starting a new float center can do.
0: Fantastic. Glad <laughs> to hear it. That's great. Uh, So you're getting a lot of rest, you're spending a lot of time with the family, good, good, good. 10
1: hours a night, it's Mm, fantastic, mm. I should do this, I should do this more often.
0: Don't get used to it, it gets hard eventually.
1: (laughs) Eventually, once
0: you open, then you gotta do things, but uh, enjoy the downtime. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What what has it looked like this week since we last talked?
1: So, yeah, so this week has been somewhat exciting in that, yeah, we got the keys, And the really hard part was we actually got, yeah, we got the keys. August 1st is when we officially took possession. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing is, our landlord happened to be in town. He actually lives in Pennsylvania. He was in town. He's (laughs) like, hey, do you want the keys on Saturday? And we, by the way, uh, we had a special guest. Before I get into that, I do want to say, I want to give a little shout out. On Saturday, we had a surprise guest at our float center.
2: Oh yes, who was Lisa
1: Martin from Float Sixty came oh, nice. to see us. She uh, runs Float Sixty under Gloria. I know most people who listen to this know Gloria mm-hmm. Morris from Float Sixty, and she came and she floated with us. Which, by the way, and I think I'm I'm not the only one. Anytime you have someone from another float center come and float at your float center. It is kind of nerve wracking.
0: <laughs> right. It's like,
1: oh my gosh, did you check the water? Did you triple check it? Everything looked all right? At water temperature, you took. I mean, we do this all the time anyway, but for some reason, all of a sudden you get oh, overly yeah. paranoid. Oh, um, yeah. She had a lovely float, and then we went out to brunch together. And she oh, is excellent. the most delightful woman nice. I think I've ever met. And we had such wow. a nice time.
2: <laughs> That's we, awesome.
1: She's, yeah, it was. You know, she's really into um, country music and. Uh, she, we got to talk a little music business and Ooh. it was just kind of fun. I know, I know, which I'm not, but Mark, and Mark knows Mark worked in that field for a while. I, I, and I dabbled in a little bit too. So, and, um, and she is
0: the, she's the sole, obviously not proprietor, she's, manager of, of the, manager. the location. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. So like that whole flow center, I mean, not to count glory out here, but day, day, day to day operations, it's all on her, her shoulders.
1: It's on her.
0: Wow. Wow. I,
1: and as always, you know, when you get together with other float center owners, you exchange stories of, oh, man, remember that, that uh, <laughs> pump broke down? We were up till 3 or 4 a.m. and I got two hours of sleep and had to be, you know, right. yeah, you know uh, down in the trench story. So my day started out really fantastic. Uh, and it was kind of a double surprise when the landlord called and said, hey, do you want to pick up your keys today? So
0: cool.
1: Which so cool. was nice. We actually got in a little bit early. Not that that really means anything because we couldn't do anything. But we got to open that door and I don't know, just walk around. It's a big empty, it's a big empty space. There's nothing in it. So, I mean, it's not even like, you know, we're wandering around rooms or anything. No, it's one big open room. Plus the two bathrooms and my little tiny, tiny office.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but I have an office, y'all. An office and a window. And it was nice. very exciting. I could stand there in, the, in my, my office. I can pretty much put my arms out and touch both sides of the room. That's uh, fine because it's an office with a window. I'm so excited. I can barely tell you how excited yeah. I am.
0: But for anybody who's listening for a long time, they know exactly how much that means to you. Yeah, <laughs> Without the laundry going on behind you, care. not needing to get up and move when somebody walks into the room to do something, yeah, that's. that's I, mean,
2: I mean, that's a luxury at a float center. I've, I've visited that's true, a couple float center, You know, a couple people that have just built out, and he's like, and here's the here's the storage closet. Sometimes I work here because it's the only spot that's available. I should have I should have built an office
1: you got to monetize every square foot.
2: Exactly, mm. yes.
1: And in an 1, 1,100-square-foot float center like ours, that was, you know. They, I remember the first time I mentioned it, Mark's like, we have two bathrooms. Go and use one of the <laughs> <laughs> <I> we <was so laughs> He's like, well, just take the bathroom sign off. You can work in the bathroom. Like, there's something so wrong about this, but we, we've That's done it. That's funny. Um, <laughs> first time but, I met with my accountant, she came. We set up the bathroom with the table and chairs, and we worked in the bathroom. I, I like,
0: well, A, that you have the square footage this time, but also yeah. that you're prioritizing yourself yeah. as somebody who's managing the business. Like, oh, yeah, I actually to. need a space to do work. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're doing that, making that choice. Me
1: too. Me too. Um, it's crucial. Uh, And really, that was one of the things that we fought for. We weren't sure if I was going to get my window, but we knew that I would have an office, even if it's the size of a closet, which is all I need. I don't care. (laughs) Um, It's crucial for anybody. You need to have a place where you can go in, close the door, do your books, because otherwise you're taken at home. And when you're taken at home all the time, I think it's a bad habit to get into as a self-employed person. It's it's, tough.
0: yeah, so, and even just somewhere to have phone calls, too. I think sometimes you don't think about that, but you don't want to be having financial conversations true. with your employees and with customers around. It just yeah. comes across really odd, so yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're super excited about that. Um, but, you know, along with that, along with the good stuff, along with that fun stuff, um, there comes things like, you know, unexpected expenses. So I am going to make – I'm going to I'm gonna make a confession this week. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, I, you know how how I am usually really on it. I, I have my budget done out. Mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really confident that I have all my numbers. I'm type A personality. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I'm embarrassed to say this, but when I started Float uh, Nashville, when we turned on our utilities, it was very inexpensive. I mean, like, I think I budgeted $500 and we maybe spent $300 turning on our utilities, right?
2: Huh.
1: Um. So when I budgeted, I budgeted a little bit more than that this time, but not a whole lot. Uh, so I was really caught off guard when I went to the first three utilities, which is water and sewer, which is together, uh, electricity and gas. And first of all, they told me I had to come to Murfreesboro, which is about... 50 minutes away from my home and do it in the office. So that kind of caught me off guard. I didn't expect Mm. to have to go to Murfreesboro. What year is Nashville in? I'm sorry. I know. (laughs) know, know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Then I got there and between, and now I wasn't turning anything on. I was simply transferring ownership from them and putting it in my name. So we didn't have any, nothing was shut off. We actually just transferred it. I walked away from Murfreesboro spending four thousand dollars turning on oh my, my electricity my gas and my sewer water not turning it on i'm sorry transferring that Whoa. um it got to the point where mark's like oh maybe we should go turn on our phone and our internet i'm like no sorry we're, <laughs> we're not gonna phone our internet for a while because i'm out of money we can work um, on our cell phones that's fine yeah, that's fine A
0: data plan <laughs> um
2: <laughs> So why is the cost, the cost is so high just to turn them on, just to turn the utilities on so just you can use transfer, them? Just
1: to transfer, just to transfer them into my name. And Jeez. to add insult to injury at the electrical department, after I put down a, bill, a check for $2,400, they said to me, oh, by the way, just so you know, we have two meters because our sp- our space is so big. Like, when you get your first bill, there's going to be a $50 charge on each bill. To turn on the electricity, I said, "Well, well, you're not really turning anything on because it's not off." She's like, "Well, I know, but it's just a standard charge that we charge." Oh, beautiful. Everything. I'm nice. like, "I just gave you a check for $2,400. That's wow. not enough."
2: I didn't know Comcast um, was getting into the utility business.
1: Yeah. Um, no, this is yeah. This yeah. is <laughs> seriously right. Oh, I have a Comcast story, too, but nothing else oh, I care Let's, about here. But, um, that would
2: make the show too dark. Let's yeah, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> save that, really that for a Facebook Live or something.
1: I just, I just walked away from them. I actually hung up. I, I kind of hung up the phone on them. Good for you. But um, <laughs> it was so crazy, but, but that's okay. Um, that, didn't, that didn't cost me any money to do that, so I was all right with that. So, yeah, when those kind of unexpected charges, ex- expenses come up, you know, uh, particularly at this point, I don't have my loan yet. We have to wait until mm. we get through these other things. That $4,000 that can, that can yes. hurt yeah. quite a bit. So, um, I was kind of bummed about that. And then we got into the place on Monday. We had a nice rollout by the way, it almost didn't happen, but I don't think anybody noticed. We had a rollout. Um, I got the front page done for our, our new website I have a sign-up area to subscribe to the newsletter, and when we opened on the first, I did a nice little uh, big announcement on Facebook Live and Instagram Live, and we had a record amount of people on those on both of those videos, which was fun and amazing. We got tons of sign-ups on our newsletter. We've got um, when tons you say
0: tons what does that what does that mean to okay, you
1: <laughs> so tons to me more than i expected so i expected like crickets i'll be honest with you because you know they have to actually go somewhere and you know most people oh, are watching right. this on their phone so i wasn't expecting it <laughs> but we have we already have over 100 subscribers within a day within uh, 24 Damn. hours Congrats. and yeah um a little slower on social media which surprised me i thought it was going to be the other way around hmm. but mm-hmm. um Yeah, it was super nice, Uh, and uh, our video has been shared quite a bit. We have, at this point, over 7,000 views with no boosting at all. We've had tons of nice comments welcoming us to Murfreesboro, a ton of clients now. We found out we are, like, within five minutes, three minutes, two minutes of a lot of our Murfreesboro clients at Float Nashville, so I feel like, okay, we picked the right location. they are like, oh, this is so nice. Um... And uh, it was just a really positive, positive, nice little, nice little push that made that $4,000 not hurt quite as bad. (laughs) Right go
0: back to your your email versus social media I'd, maybe you yes. can ask Akvila about this I'm curious uh, would you prefer a like on Facebook or would you prefer an email address i I think I would prefer an email address but maybe that's sure. changed these days I don't know
1: oh my gosh no'm I'm, I'm a bit you know me I love uh, you know when you have their email address you can do lots of things it gets hmm. you you can then oh, utilize right. that right. to get
2: uh-huh. uh, to, to yeah.
1: target on Facebook there's so many things you can do Uh and, and we have a plan. I mean, that was just really just the first day, the first rollout. So. Sure. So um, I'm really thrilled with, with what we did, but I would certainly love to hear some information from her later and get her feedback because, you know, there's a lot of us. We, we're not sure what to do this pre-launch time. You know, we're not opening yes. for three months, you know, but I want to make this time count, and I do, think, I do think that this can help us do that, help us form relationships during this time. Uh,
0: I, I think you're – Absolutely right about the the pre-launch. I think there's a lot of confusion about that. Or what are what are good numbers? What are good numbers? What how should you be u- utilizing that time? And what's what's your goal during that time? I
1: think. And I'm is... not so sure it's a numbers goal. I'll be honest. I think mm. it's more. Um, yep. yep. Numbers.
0: The quality is we that get,
1: Yeah, it's more quality. We get so caught up in numbers, but the reality of it is. The people that I saw signing up for the newsletter, you know, I knew I recognized quite a few of them as our current clients. And I know that they're people that are going to that are going to share the love and that are going to continue to come to us. And they're going to be spending money with us and they're going to be responsive and they're going to bring people being passionate kind of lighthouses. They're going to bring people to us Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. are going to share that enthusiasm. So uh, quality people certainly makes a difference now we won't know much about that until we start sending out the emails and seeing the response rates and the open rates but um but i get i get excited about that it's it's kind of nice and we can always go back and do some digital advertising later that will get them onto our social media so right just having a place to start is is nice um well
0: way to get started yeah
1: yeah Oh, one more unexpected thing um, <laughs> yes. happened. It just happened today. Is I'm I'm driving down to Florida today, and I get a call from our engineers that are working on our architecture. It's oh, supposed no. to be done on Friday, by the way, so we can get it to the city. I like where said, this is going. <laughs> um. By the way, and we were all excited because when they came on Monday and they said, "Wow, your electricity is set up great. Your roof is perfect. We have four HVAC systems. They're like they're all beautiful and great condition. Everything's perfect." We're like, "Yay!" And then they call today and they're like, "Um, yeah. So none of the plans have where the plumbing is. So if we move forward, we don't. We're just gonna guess." And I'm like, "Well, oh, you probably man. shouldn't guess."
2: No. So
1: now I have <laughs> that to. That would be
2: bad. Yeah.
1: yeah i know seriously it's like oh, we'll just it. we'll like put it we'll put the architectural plans on the wall we'll throw some darts and you know yeah. draw <laughs> some lines and hope for the best um uh, so now wow. we have to yeah now we have to hire someone who's going to come out friday to x-ray and find where all of our plumbing is
0: you're kidding me
1: you're <laughs> there's kidding another me. thousand plus dollars you know
0: amy if there's any if there's any silver lining and unfortunately it's not even on like your cloud exactly is i think this is a great warning or like lesson for everybody else listening it's just these things jump out of you and you 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 crunch every number of you know electricity utilities all these yeah. little things how much it costs for your contractors and and then there are all these little things that come out and bite you that you, you basically can't even plan for, which is why you tend to do just like a 30% increase on whatever yeah. your number is. Yeah. Just assume more money than that is going out the window. And, and if you get to keep it, God bless you. That's yeah, that's great. It's even
1: better. But, but yeah, I, you, have to have to pay, you have to have that padding. You know, right. uh, you know, we saved our money for so long. I, I sit here and I'm like, yes, we have to spend another $1,000. Yes, another $4,000. But I'm very thankful at the end of the day that, hey, I have that money. Right. It's right. not going to kill me. It's not going to it's not going to make it uh, so that I can't pay my payroll. I can still pay my payroll, so <laughs> you know, at the end of as hard as this is, I just have to look at it and I say, you know, I did this right. I saved my money. This isn't going to take me under. And yeah, you just have to be prepared because this stuff always comes up. The other thing too, things like Oh, I, you know, I've heard people say, oh, I forgot my, I have to put down a security deposit, or I forgot I'd have to put down a first month's Mm. rent, or um, what I did, once again, another confession time, it never (laughs) occurred to me, oh, yeah, I have to pay utilities for three months. Well, duh, who did I think was going to pay utilities? I didn't have it in my
0: budget. Right.
1: Now, that's ridiculous. That's one of the most basic things. Now, it's not going to be bad because, you know, not many people are going to be in and out of there. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... It's
0: it's just one more cost. Yeah, it's and there are there are all, all those little things all over the place. You just can't assume <laughs> everything. And unless this is your your 12th float center, I just don't think that you're going to know every single number, you know.
1: But I'm writing them all down in my build out book. And nice. the next of course, time I'll of course never you are. get that wrong again. <laughs> and I'll be able to remind other people as well.
0: And can to... people still go on on Facebook to see your your journal, your yes, you have a great yes, yes. posting about that. I'll I'll include a link to that in our show notes. That's oh, that'd be great. it's so good. Yes. Uh Anything else? Any other surprises no, this no week? No more surprises. <laughs> that was
1: my last one. So it's been filled with lots of really good. This week has been really great, and it's had a few little downers, but mm-hmm. um, but nothing more than what y'all have gone through when you started your float centers. So mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm I'm right with there. It is not magical for anybody who goes through this process. People, it's it's all of us. We all go through this craziness.
0: You know, I, I can't say that I have a, a whole lot to share this week, but I I you know I will. Uh, Sure, a couple things that that are going on but I just want to say congratulations I know that actually picking up the keys for me was an absolutely magical moment I mean you can you can have it on paper that it's yours and that's worth celebrating but man holding those keys and being able to see your space for the first time and look around run around and I don't know who put their tongue on the wall first but whoever (laughs) claimed that building it wasn't you Uh, Uh, that is that's really special. So, congratulations! I just want to take a moment to Thank celebrate that. Yeah, right? Congrats, That's something Amy. we talk about. Super exciting. On the show, It's taking a moment. Yeah.
1: And I'm so glad you reminded me of that because it is tough. <laughs> it's tough to do because now you're in. Now you're like, okay, we got to go, 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 go. Oh go. right, right. Um, we did stop on Monday. We took up some champagne. We cracked <laughs> open a bottle. <laughs> um, but you know what? The funny thing is, I as we're sitting there drinking champagne, I'm saying to Mark. You know, okay, so the next place, (laughs) what can we do? I need to talk to the banker this week about, you know, what do we need to do to start looking for money for the next space? So it never ends. Wow. I mean, it could be years. It doesn't matter, but you still are always uh, moving forward.
0: That is the Amy we know and love, though. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) 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 So what's new I, with
0: you, Dylan? Um, we ended our float challenge. I feel like I've talked about that plenty. We definitely covered it in depth last week. It was a ton of fun. A lot of people are asking when we're going to do it again, which is oh, really nice. fun. Like, I'm sorry, we're going to wait a year before we do that again. But Well, you know, I, I don't say that, but, you know, we'll, I, I just let people know that we'll do it again. But uh, yeah, people are excited. And something I learned is that, you know, um, it had been discussed, I think, on the show a little bit. I think Lance had been like, wow, you're trying to get, customers competitive against each other and I was like no 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 it's just you're putting a gold star up on the board it's fun to track your progress and how much you're floating and you you get stuff out of it well as it turns out some of them really were competitive with each other <laughs> uh, one one woman was floating twice a day and was like oh my God. I mean, she don't get me wrong she loves her floats she wouldn't be doing this I, I don't know if it if it didn't fill her up you know but mm. I, uh, I did think it was funny like she told me she's very competitive and she wants to rack up those stars <laughs> very well very well i thought that was fun and it, it was all in in good nature um yeah <laughs> so all was well um and i you know you guys have been around since i switched over my membership and so we're up to over 80 members on the new membership which is really nice awesome. uh great. It, yeah, it's great yeah it's cool i i want of course i want the numbers to be higher um and i, I continually want to to build those but just overall it's amazing it is amazing how simple this membership is to talk about. And I know um, like to everybody listening, you you have to make your own decisions on what you're going to do when you open your business. Of course, like figure out yourself, this, there is no one size fits all for, for any business or any float center. Um, and for the existing float centers uh, that that's true as well. And you, you can pivot and you can change your model. And I would just say with everything there is to talk about with floating and uh, with the, the mental state that people are in after a float, the one, just one simple membership uh, is so invaluable. And, uh, you know, I, I even heard um, from a friend of mine that if you, say, have a, I don't know, like a Gold's Gym or something like, um, yeah, I definitely think of of gyms where uh, if, you, if you have a business and Gold's Gym might buy you out or, I don't know, LA Fitness, one of those places, they don't necessarily care how many people Visit your your place, or how much even money that you're making. They want to see memberships. Memberships actually add quite a bit more to the value of your business, and I, I think it's like more than two times the value of your business per per um, dollar spent. Whether it's just uh, one person spending a dollar as a visit, or if it's a membership dollar, it's it makes a really big difference. And um, so i think that does sometimes gear people towards that sell a membership don't even care if people visit your float center make it difficult to break the contracts and uh, obviously that's not what we stand for at all but the simplicity of the single membership and racking up memberships as opposed to selling packages i see people selling packages a lot and uh, and my wife and i debate that quite a bit about do we want to uh, sell packages we do as a, as one-offs kind of secret menu style occasionally do that But really what we want people doing is being on, on a recurring recurring billment a uh, billing plan. And so um, Yeah, that's quick, that's kind of our kind of our aim
1: quick question. Do you yes. d- do you guide them towards a membership first float or do you have a pathway?
0: That's a great question, and that's something that, so speaking of simplicity, as I've discussed way too much on this show, particularly probably in the, the first year, is we do starter pack. It's three floats for the price of two. Uh, if you come in with a Groupon, which we sell 100 a month of those, uh, I know those are very controversial, and or if you come in with um, a gift certificate from somebody else, we leave a thank you card in the room. I forget the pricing exactly at the moment, but you can get two two floats for a discount or a float massage for a discount. And basically what we're trying to do with somebody who came in with a deal is have them still get a deal the next time, but grow it so that they're still coming in and spending more and kind of getting used to that idea. Um, because I think we sell our current floats are we charge 70 for a float, but on a Groupon it would be 42. And obviously if you're coming in with a gift certificate, you're not spending anything. Uh, so that's been the idea. So somebody comes in for a float. If they really like it, we we can let them know there's a starter pack. It's three floats. So for uh, for the price of uh, two floats, you can have two more floats, basically, if they want to pay for it right then. That is something that people really like. They've used a lot. We've always been, I would say, very successful with that. But now, all of a sudden, the price difference isn't that great from our actual membership number uh, pricing. And so I'm curious if we actually should modify that or take it out completely and just say, like the best thing is just to go to a membership immediately. I think some of the downside to that would be we might be finding customers that aren't that don't want to stay with us. They do just want to kind of try it out and then they might find that it's not right for them. I kind of prefer that they're not on a recurring bill billing plan right out of the gate. They can have three floats, see if it's right for them and then decide. Um, but then I also love the simplicity of like, this is just the one thing we have. And if you don't like it, you can unplug anytime. So uh, I don't I don't know if you have any thoughts right out out of the gate on that or not, but
1: yeah. I I like taking them through a I hate using the word funnel. It's such a
0: funnels are real. They're real. Funnels are
1: real. <laughs> um but you know, I don't I like you, I don't like them going directly to memberships. Mm. I much prefer they do the three back and then we go to the membership. What well, what I was what I personally was finding, which this varies market to market, so this is not something that I think every float center should be doing by any means. But what we found is the people who were signing up after the first float were not lasting very long. Like they were dropping oh. off like two to three months mm-hmm. later. And we're finding the people that go through the mm. uh, through our introductory package end up staying with us longer. They just have a longer life uh, as a member. So it was so much like that. Uh, you know, the, the majority of people who were staying with us Always, almost always went through this certain pathway that we work with our employees to not do sales for mar- for a membership if they just have a float. In fact, we try to discourage it. Um, but that's just us. I, I don't think that's right for everybody. I hmm. know some people who've had a lot of success taking them right to a membership. Uh, okay. It just has not been our experience I I
0: gotta say like that 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 appeals to me what you're describing resonates with me of like finding the right client for your business as opposed to just trying to make the deal Mm -hmm. but um, yeah we'll we'll have to figure out how it'll work for for us but I like what you're saying Um, we also just I'll I'll try to make this quick here we got a an email complaining about the soundproofing in a float room uh, of ours and uh, our actually our tranquility float tank and uh, it was it's always disheartening to get a negative, to get negative feedback. Uh, but at the same time, so many people won't tell you the negative feedback. You know, it's really bad. Or at, at best, they tell another float center in town. And since we're all friends, they'll tell us and, and we'll tell them what they've said. So we'll, it does get back to us or to them eventually. Uh, but it, it was very is a very considerate email like he was very well well written and like clearly not like complainy, not looking for a free float nothing like that just like really um actually in fact he said 80 percent of his float was great there were just a couple times when he could hear these particular things uh so i wrote him a, a very long email back showing a ton of appreciation and i'm sure everybody would already do this already but just for anybody listening like I would say that's definitely what you want to be doing is showing appreciation to anybody who's going to give you any kind of critical feedback, uh, thanking them. And something that I try to do so hard is a sandwich, you know, like uh, the the old compliment sandwich when I, which I'm not great at, but uh, um, we are already doing a, bunch of things to improve the soundproofing of uh, what he was describing. So I actually got to tell him, next time you come in, it's gonna be very different. We're gonna have uh, these, I, we just recently did it on our Infinity Float Room. I had described that. Um, I can post those pictures again of what we have on Infinity. Um, but the Tranquility Door, as you shut it, the base will now close of the door and completely seal it. And along the edges of the, uh, the door, it'll also um, be sealed shut for, for light and sound. Uh, we are also, I'm really excited to say that we will also be getting springs underneath our Tranquility float tank as well. The, there's uh, the proprietary built by Float Away underneath our Tranquility mm-hmm. um, just because it's the tank that's closest to the street and there's a stoplight that was put in uh, not too long ago. So now big trucks like a lot of there's always construction going on downtown in portland so big trucks stop and they go and there's just this rumble that happens so we want to mitigate that as much as possible so um, i'm excited to tell our float conference visitors that if you float in our tranquility tank you're going to have a whole new experience in there of what we're offering with that so i'll be excited uh, for everybody to experience that and of course for feedback as well um He lives in another state, this guy. So he's like, I'll probably never uh, be back in Portland. But if I am, you know, I would love to uh, have another float. Because I I did offer him a a float to try it out again in in that tank or any other tank. But uh, just wanted to share that. I, I just always, I think everybody should eat up any kind of critical feedback all the time. Like That's just the only way that we can improve. And always respond extremely positively as well. (sighs) <sighs> Let's see here. Oh, good. I'm gonna bring on our guest here first. I this is I think this is our last episode before the Float Conference, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. Or I think we might have one airing yeah, like more. midway, like while it's going on. Yeah. Uh, while all the pre stuff is going on. So, uh, Float Conference August 12th and 13th, and then of course uh, there's things going on Friday, and I, I think even Thursday as well. It's uh, quite a few days of amazing float experiences, which is tons of science information going on, information for how to successfully launch and run your business, and then um, the social aspects, which i it almost sounds silly, but my God, I, I feel like that's over 50% of it, is the fact that you get 800 other people who are starting or running float centers being able to share that experience with each other. So uh, it is incredibly... Just absolutely invaluable. So flowconference.com is where you want to go. If if you haven't gotten tickets already, I implore you. I absolutely believe in this and think that you should be there. And uh, and we would get to meet as well, which is absolutely always a treat. Uh, Amy is not going to be there, I'm sad to say. Oh, Lance no. isn't going to be there this year. Uh, uh, but I'll be repping for us there. Please come say hello to me. And uh, Amy's way nicer, but I, I will <laughs> I will do my best. And Brian, are you going to be around a whole lot?
2: Mm, yep, it's in the calendar. I'll be there with you. So Woohoo! come say hello. Excellent.
0: Yay, excellent. Cool. Akvila, welcome to the show. How are you?
3: Doing well, thanks. Thank you for having me here.
0: Absolutely. Can you can you tell us a little bit about your history with your business and uh, just inform our listeners a little bit about where you're coming from?
3: Certainly. So I am a digital advertising specialist. I started my own business three years ago. It's called Advertise Inc., I just little plan words with my name, it's a little unique, and what I do for work. Beautiful. <laughs> and uh, before that, I've been doing marketing online for 10 years now almost a uh, little bit of wow. social media, organic, the paid stuff, and also paid social advertising. So, Google AdWords, Bing Ads. So, I kind of covered everything in the last 10 years, and I'm still learning because it's always changing and keeps, keeps work fun.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, I'm already thinking we need to have you on again because it sounds like uh, there's a lot we can learn from you tonight. <laughs> we are going to zero in on the Facebook Pixel, uh, right on what exactly it is and what it what it does for us as businesses. And you know, right out of the gate, can I just ask you: Is a Facebook Pixel important for a small business? If you're just a you know one building, brick and mortar, you're not a big corporation. How important are Facebook Pixels before we even find out what they are? Is that important to us?
3: Absolutely, especially if you're doing online advertising and you're putting money towards your marketing efforts. Mm -hmm. You want to track everything accordingly, know how people are interacting with your ads and on your website and how your dollars are being spent.
0: Okay, perfect. Uh, So then let's back up a little bit and talk about what Facebook pixels actually are. Uh, When were they actually launched? How old are these?
3: Hmm, how did (laughs) Facebook launched? It used to be a little different. There used to be a lot of different pieces of code you had to put on your website. So there was different ones for your main website and then one for the conversion page after somebody completes an action, whether it's to buy something, to download, or to sign up. Mm -hmm. But now Facebook, I forgot, maybe a few years ago, they changed it to one universal pixel to kind of keep it nice and easy Mm -hmm. and won't slow your website down with a bunch of different pixels. So there's only one small one you add to the header and uh, that will help keep track of everything. Okay.
0: So can you, in one or two sentences, tell me what Facebook pixels are and or do?
3: They track all the things. They track all the things. (laughs) Perfect. Okay,
0: Why, why would we use a Facebook pixel?
3: Because then you can see how people are clicking through your ads if they're going to your website and if they're converting, and then you can see what is working, whether at the campaign level or at the actual ad level, what is and what isn't working. So you can turn off things that aren't and then proceed with other ones that are.
0: Nice. Excellent. Uh, so you, you already described it a little bit, but just to, to walk people through it. Um, so obviously everybody knows what Facebook is and everybody uh, has a website who has a float center. Uh, Facebook offers a little piece of code. And you said that you put that in the code of your landing page. Uh, is that something you need to have some experience with code coding? Or is it, can you just do a copy paste? How did, Where you place it, does it matter that much?
3: It does, so you should put it in the head tag. If you are familiar with HTML, uh, it's usually, Facebook provides really detailed instructions for how to do it, whether you are well-versed or if you're actually a seasoned web developer. So it is fairly easy, and if not, they have really great customer support.
0: Okay, okay, cool. Excellent. Once you put that in there, do you just see amazing numbers coming your way? What (laughs) what type of uh, data do you start seeing, and how quickly does it start showing up?
3: So that usually depends on your budget. So the more budget you have to spend per day on your advertising campaigns within Mm -hmm. Facebook you'll collect data a lot faster since there's more budget, more people will see your ads, more people will more likely click on it. Mm-hmm. So you can usually start seeing oh. data within the first day or two. But if you're starting with something like $10 a day, if you're a small business, hmm. uh, it might take, I'd give it a week and see how th- certain things perform. So okay. it just varies on your actual business goals and your budget.
0: Cool, and I think the things that you're describing are kind of hinting at what that data actually looks like. You're looking at performance, um, what is that Facebook pixel actually showing you? So you're putting out an advertisement. What does that have to do with pixel being on your website?
3: So the pixel will be able to tell if somebody converted. So you can set up a pixel and then create custom conversions. So those are if somebody goes to your cart, you can set up a conversion that when somebody hits that URL, it's like backslash cart. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if they don't finish the purchase, you can tag those people and provide different messaging to them so they can come back with maybe a a special promo or limited time offer. So to get them to come back through a remarketing campaign and get them to convert. And then you can see that conversion come through because of the pixel.
0: Awesome. Uh, I have one question. Uh, I want to ask about that idea of kind of funneling Amy, we're going to use that word tonight, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but first, um, actually, let's go ahead and let's stick with that for for now, the the idea of funneling. Uh, So what you're saying is we put an ad out and say, floating is super cool. You should do it. It's good for arthritis. And you you target uh, women with arthritis in their 60s. And they start uh, coming to your page, but you're not getting a lot of Click throughs, uh, or people are going to your cart, but they're not actually making the purchase, is, is kind of the example that you gave. What you can do is then target those people specifically to with a second ad that says maybe something like use this promo code for 25% off your first visit, something like that. So, like, we know you're interested, you almost got there, but we didn't quite pull you in all the way. Is that, am I explaining this properly in this crazy that example?
3: Is, yep, that is totally spot on.
0: Okay. Now, the question that I, the other question that I wanted to ask uh, was, we a lot of us use something called Spa Booker or MindBody uh, or Helm, so we use this other software that's not necessarily on our website. You know, it kind of it takes you to another website. Is Pixel going to track those transactions, uh, or do they need to be Pixel friendly?
3: So they might be. So there's a lot of third-party services like the ones you're describing. Uh, but the pixel is supposed to go onto your website, and you can only use that one pixel for one domain. So if you're sending somebody through MindBody, if they sign up there, and if uh, their process to confirm that you've signed up goes back to your a specific landing page on your site, then you can track that conversion. Hmm. But if you don't have them coming back, um, hopefully they have some sort of reporting where you can track uh, any referral sources. Interesting. But if not, you might lose it because certain platforms don't have the ability to do that.
0: Very interesting.
2: So so Dylan or Amy, do you know if... Can you choose a custom thank you URL or something after a purchase is completed in, in MindBody or Helm?
1: And, uh, I'm on Booker.
2: Booker, okay.
1: And it does not currently allow that gotcha. that I'm aware of. Um, but that said... But that said, so we're in an interesting situation, and most people who use Booker do, um, you know, we we sell gift certificates on our on our Booker page, but honestly, what we do mostly is send them to Booker in order to book an appointment, and there I know for a fact when you when you go through that, there's no way to send them back to a page, so we really have no, we kind of lose track of if they book or not, gotcha. um, so we're not able to use it at least through Booker that I'm aware of.
0: We can look into this and post this on our show notes yeah. page. We'll, we'll list Helm, Spa Booker, MindBody and talk about their Facebook Pixel integration. And if you can, send somebody back to your website for, for a confirmation. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that MindBody has that ability either. If they are, we're not doing it, <laughs> and, and we should be. Uh, do they do you-
3: provide any analytics on their end? Um, so can you see everybody who's booked and date ranges and run any reports through their interface?
0: You can definitely see people have booked, but you can't, say, see how long somebody hovered around or what stuff somebody looked at and didn't make a purchase on for sure. That's You're not getting that information. <clears throat> uh, what kind... And obviously we're on a podcast here, so there's this this visual element of the um, the dashboard for your Facebook business account. When I log in there's a face uh, yeah facebook pixels tab that i can jump to and see metrics what kind of i guess what kind of menu options am i going to see there what kind of metrics am i going to see and then what's important to me as a small business owner
3: so through the regular reporting you can see impressions which are how many people saw the ad then there's clicks uh there's one through the customer reporting area that there's all clicks, which takes into account everything, whether it's somebody clicked like or engaged with the ad through a comment or sharing. But the ones that you might want to look at that are most applicable is uh, webs- or sorry, what is it called? link clicks. So then that way you know people that actually click through the call to action button, whether it's mm-hmm. learn more or shop now or book now, uh, you can track the clicks there. And then through the pixel, you can set up custom conversions like uh, purchase or booking or um, any uh, complete registration. And then you can see that tab and then you can do all the associated costs. So how much you spent for that campaign or that ad set or that actual ad in those ad sets. And then you can... Uh, also pull up tabs for the cost per acquisition, which is also helpful to know, especially if you're trying to keep that at a certain amount so you're not spending more than you're making in revenue. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. Now, I, you could tell me if I'm completely wrong on this or not, but I heard that Facebook Pixel, or obviously not the Pixel itself, but face, using Facebook Pixels, Facebook can learn who your clientele is, who the people are getting to a certain point, I guess on your website or making purchases. How does that, how do you find out who that is? How does that work? And then how do I utilize that?
3: So they don't share that data because it's private, but they um, they do provide it in a sense to where you can use it to your advantage in remarketing campaigns. Okay. So the people that have visited your website, the pixel knows who these people are, so you can create custom audiences using it. Mm-hmm. So one that I highly recommend for pretty much every client that I've worked for because it works so well is a lookalike audience. So you can create, using the pixel, you'll take the website visitors' and you, audience and you can create a lookalike through it. And Facebook will pair... People that are similar to those people that visited your website or certain pages of your website. And then you can narrow it down further to uh, other demographics, whether it's age ranges, gender, interests, uh, behaviors. So there's a lot of uh, really neat things that you can do in there to kind of target different groups of people.
1: And can you target it specifically because we are local service businesses? So, for Mm. example, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Can I take that lookalike audience and target it for a specific, I don't know, 25-mile radius mm. around my business or 20-mile radius around my business? Absolutely. That's
0: awesome. Nice. So I think <clears throat> what a lot of us are doing currently is, okay, who is somebody who visits a float center? Uh, they like yoga. Uh, they're mindful. You know, they're, we do these keywords and we do a zip code or like, yeah, like, like Amy said, you know, five miles, 25 miles within this radius. So this makes it way more intelligent of who you're actually marketing to. Like, this is who actually visits your website currently and then building mm-hmm. off of that. Like, But they're not going to tell you what those keywords are or those demographics are?
3: Um, so not directly in the audience tab, but there's a special uh, thing in the navigation bar. It's called audience insights. If oh. you go in there, you can select different audiences that you have created or uh, any email lists that you have imported, which we can talk about after as well. That's another great thing that you can do for your business. But Audience Insights will give you certain things about who um, the demographics in that audience. So if they're homeowners, if they're renters, if they use certain high-end credit cards or what their purchasing behaviors are like, and you can get a bit more information that way. So there is that ability through Audience Insights.
0: Fantastic. (laughs) this is really starting to make a lot more sense to me and how ridiculously invaluable this is. Uh, can you, can we use that buzzword funneling a little bit more here and can you tell me (laughs) different, different styles of funneling that you use with your clients? And I I guess with, with a brick and mortar, it might be, you know, that might be a bit of a case study here, but yeah. How would you think about a float center and using Facebook pixels and, and funneling people towards a purchase?
3: Certainly. So if you can set up campaigns for uh, to drive awareness. So for people to be introduced to your, your, uh, your business and then once they click through, they'll learn about you, they'll check out your website. They might not convert that first time, but then you can do a remarketing campaign, whether it's to target people that are like your existing list of customers through a lookalike audience or you can remarket to people that already visited your website or visited the cart. And then you can convert them through different messaging because they're already aware of you, but they might have not been ready to book or mm-hmm. it, uh, they bounced from your website for some other reason. But if you can entice them to come back, that's a great way to get them. Um, one thing with Facebook ads is that people usually aren't searching with intent because it's more for search engines that you search with keywords, whereas Facebook and Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. is more behavioral and interest-based. Mm-hmm. So you might not know about people like might not know about your business, but they are relevant in the audiences that you're using. So they will. It's a great discovery point for new brands. So definitely start there. You, it's. Sorry, <laughs> it's uh. Great. People don't usually convert on the first click through Facebook. It does happen, yeah. and it's great and it's exciting. And sure. the cost per click is a lot lower. Or sorry, the cost per acquisition is a lot lower. But typically, when it comes to social advertising, it's more used for awareness and engagement and then remarketing through either a Facebook remarketing campaign or if they come back through search or through email, that's usually a later touch point.
0: Interesting. So you would almost say, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but on the first one, maybe put a video out or a blog post, something educational that's more just... Letting them increasing awareness and then exactly. having a follow-up campaign that says, you know, if you're interested, this is how you get in contact with us or offering, I don't know if you want to offer a deal or something like that, but basically enticing them to actually would the next step be just simply getting to the website or try to purchase. Like how many times does it take to get somebody traditionally to make a purchase?
3: It's usually different uh, across industries, but typically, um, like I've seen for certain events that I've done marketing for, it's been a two-week funnel, so usually people learn about the event and they come back later and check it out, maybe talk to their boss for a day off Mm -hmm. and then come back and convert right before the event. Or with certain um, higher-priced items for e-commerce, those also take a little bit more because people might have to do a little shopping and comparing so that can take up to a week. But it just varies for every business, and I just recommend testing.
0: Right, and so doing A-B testing, I assume, is incredibly valuable using Facebook Pixels as well?
3: Uh, yes. So <laughs> you'll want to test at different audiences, and for every single campaign, there's a an ad set where you create the audience targeting, and then from the ad set, you put a number of ads in there, and I always recommend having at least... Two at the very minimum, but three is usually a safe bet because Facebook likes to rotate them through and just dis- and figure out which ones are people engaging with most, and then they'll start serving those ones a lot more mm-hmm. than the other ones that are underperforming.
0: Interesting. And that's Brian, nice did you know d- that for you? Did you know that Facebook did that, Brian?
3: Um, I had,
2: yeah. I was. I mean, I was aware of it, but I didn't. Don't know. The, didn't know the details.
0: Okay. Um, I'm just curious. Like, how many people know that that's actually happening? That they have that option amy do you ever use that with
1: yeah we always put up three we put up three pictures okay and then we can start shutting things off after you know a few weeks we discover what's working what's not and it's interesting because each time you get a little bit more a little bit more aware of what people Hmm. are looking at Mm -hmm. for us we always test everything we'll put a man in a float tank a woman in a float tank and then our open float tank in the beginning we did you know. Like a closed tank and an open tank, and then a person in a tank. But what we found over the years is no matter what we're promoting or what the ad is for or who the audience is, our open tank wins. A picture of our open tank wins every single time. It's insane. <laughs> so you, and we don't know why we can't figure it out, but that doesn't matter because we just use it. Uh, but we, you know, it's a valuable lesson to learn because we. I sit there and I'm like, well, I think I'd rather see a woman or a man in the tank. And no, it's the tank itself that seems to win out. These people are interested. Right. And it gives us a little insight into our audience and what they're looking for and what appeals to them and right. what seems comfortable to them.
0: <laughs> and, you know, so Amy talks about getting the quality customer in there. How important is it to simply get somebody's attention versus finding the right person for your business? And, and I'm gonna give two examples. One is, the the open tank is very interesting looking so I'm curious if maybe some people are just interested like what what is that thing that I'm seeing on the side of my feed or along along my feed but maybe it's it's not so much an interest in floating and then the other one that I see all the time is especially this what is it me undies just really mm-hmm. hot young <laughs> people jumping around in their underwear and it's like yeah I'll I'll look at that of course right like that's gonna get eyeballs like way more than an I don't know, just a traditional ad or a graph, I'm sure, or something like that. But uh, is that, and, and maybe with underwear, maybe maybe that's the, the perfect pairing. But um, for a float tank, I don't necessarily know that that would be the, the perfect pairing. How important is it just to simply get somebody to look and click versus already cultivating that client who's going to make a purchase right from the get-go?
3: You know, if somebody's just going to come and click and not really be interested in your business, I would personally not rather have them uh, do that because it's spending your ad budget right. and they're going to bounce anyways and that doesn't help your quality score overall. So hmm. t- targeting, I would keep your targeting pretty narrow at first and then as you're you're figuring out what's working and what's not, then you can expand your demographic a little further whether it's your your radius around your business or expanding to other interest groups. So I'd rather go for the person that's a higher quality visitor to my website than somebody that's just going to click just to check out what this cool image might be.
1: Right. And how can you, how can you determine who the quality user is? Like for us, we're looking at, you know, the cost of the ad and, and we can, and it depends on the type of ad too. You know, we do, we have at least two or three different types of ads going, um, at the same time, um. But how would you? what would you be looking for? What types of ads would you do so that you can look at and track and determine who the quality, who a quality uh, clicker
3: is? Mm-hmm. So that would be your conversion rate. So that is the number of conversions uh, divided by the number of people who click through. So the higher that is, the better. And if the conversion rates are low then, and your click-through rate is pretty high, then you might think that you're not getting really high-quality traffic to your site.
0: And then again, using Facebook Pixel, I'm assuming it's going to start determining, okay, these people are just clicking, but they're not actually making a purchase. And even though this one gets fewer click-throughs, the conversion rate is higher. And that's actually more valuable. Is that actually what Pixel is going to do for you?
3: So it depends on the goal of your campaign. So Facebook has a Hmm. number of options. So if you're setting up your campaign to optimize for conversions, if you're not getting enough conversions, Facebook will decrease your impression share. Uh, but for instance, if you're doing uh, website traffic, then you're going to be getting enough clicks that you won't really be negatively impacted.
0: If I'm using Facebook pixels, how much prep time do I need to be doing for my marketing campaigns? Like, do I need to be sure that I have several ad sets or should I just start doing an ad or two and starting to see the information and then starting creating my Facebook funnels And or should I right out of the gate make sure that I have these funnels in mind and start implementing that immediately?
3: Keep them in mind, but start from the beginning. So start with an awareness campaign to drive new users to your website to learn Mm -hmm. about your business, and hopefully they'll convert through that first interaction. Um, Just set that one up first. If you have time, plan out a strategy to do remarketing and get them to come back. And keep that in mind. If you can't do it all at once, but Set up at least one campaign, do the targeting quite uh, pretty narrow around your location and interest groups that might be into uh, floating instead of somebody that might be, I don't know, I guess not really choosing too much in the demographic area. So select an age range of people that, depending on the pricing structure, uh, you can do income targeting as well. So if you think that somebody might not be in a demographic that could potentially afford to do a float, then maybe you'll want to increase the annual income and then that way that'll weed out extra people that might come to your site and bounce once they see the pricing. So oh, do it yeah. as narrow as you can and see how that audience does and then once you're comfortable with it and you've optimized and, well, you're always be optimizing, but um, <laughs> to see how that goes and then you can expand it further. But start narrow, start with awareness, do a remarketing campaign as well it would test different messaging and keep at least three ads running in your ad sets.
0: Got it. Thank you. Amy? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so,
1: we're talking a lot about um, conversion uh, and conversion rates and conversion ads. We talked a little bit earlier about how, with Booker and SWA, uh, MindBody, and Helm, that sometimes are. Our- conversion rates may not be very accurate, but simply because of the way that things that we can't track. And a lot of people in the float industry, I know a lot of them don't necessarily have things that people are purchasing online per se. What are some other things? What are some other conversion rates that we can, that we can look at? What are some other, uh, some other things? Would that be something like, um, let's say that we have a news list, a newsletter that we want them to sign up for. Um, a freebie that we want them to download, does that count as conversion as well? And do you have any other other things that we could look for conversion rates for local brick-and-mortar businesses?
3: Uh, I kind of put you on the spot. there. No, no problems. Um, So I guess back to the email thing. If you can, collect emails above all else because in that way you own them and you can be in that person's inbox. And yes, that is a conversion. While you can't track that through Facebook, but... That is something that I believe like MailChimp or other uh, services right. do offer. Can, Sorry, go ahead. I was
1: going to say, but can, 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 is it a, can you do a conversion re- you, when you sign them up? Like, for example, would it be a conversion like if you got them to go to your website where you have the sign box? The yes. sign box. Okay. Oh, yes. oh that's yes. right. Actually, so you actually answer go my create, question because you yeah. can do a thank you page. You can direct them back to a exactly. thank you page on your site.
3: Yep, so you can make a custom conversion for that. Um, If you can, put the URL in it, or if not, you can do a custom event, and then that way you can put a different piece of code within your pixel on that particular page, so you can track a newsletter sign-up. And then what's great with those is once you have your email list, if you have at least 100, you can import those into Facebook audiences and create a lookalike from that.
1: And that has been something I've always pushed... Uh, is getting those email addresses? I know I've been using lead forms. I know there's some people who use lead forms a little bit differently than I do, but mostly on Facebook I use lead forms to collect emails so that I can turn around and retarget a warm audience because um, you know a warm audience always converts so much better than a cold audience um, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I do a little bit of cold audience marketing, but most of the time it's it's different segments of my of my email list. And it's been very helpful for me, um, and I for totally forget where I'm going with that. But I got really excited when you said yes to collecting emails because it just kind of having having someone who does this for a business say that and hear and hear that from you is really is really nice because I I do feel that's important and it really has been helpful for me. So
3: great, thank you so well, much. Yeah, for I keep doing that. that Power. yeah, you can see all the stats for it, too, just like with other conversions. So you can track how many people are signing up with the newsletter and then what the cost per acquisition is for those. Nice.
2: That's cool. So it, I mean, Facebook pixels uh, definitely the benefit is is clearly in in ads and advertising to to audiences. Um If you are maybe very early in your stages of building a float center so early that you're not even at the point of promoting, any pre-launch stuff, um, you know, is it still worth setting that pixel up, or should I wait until I'm ready to advertise?
3: Definitely. Add it to your site, even if you're not doing advertising, because you can still tag people that are visiting your website, so then when you are ready to launch an ad campaign, uh, you can target people that have previously visited your website, and you can send them messaging like, hey, we're open now, or come to our open house, or hmm first-time special or whatever it is, but you'll already have that audience that's been accumulating while you are getting your business up and running.
2: Cool, great example. Oh,
1: nice, mm-hmm. I like that idea. <laughs> I better make sure my pixel's set up
2: on my, on my <laughs> site. All yeah. of a sudden, it's like, oh, right. I tell my oh, that's funny. to do that? <laughs> and, and when you're discussing, um, you're talking about setting up you know, awareness campaigns. Uh, awareness campaigns is just, by that you mean uh, when you're in the Facebook Business Manager and you're creating a new campaign, there's different marketing objectives you can pick from, right? There's awareness and consideration and conversion. And so I when would, you say awareness campaign, is that is that what you mean? Um,
3: somewhat. So the one okay. I'd recommend is to do a website clicks, or I think it's website traffic. And they change the name. A, a traffic but, one, um, okay. Yeah, it's a traffic one. So then people are clicking through to your website, but the just the overall is it's the awareness campaign because people aren't previously most likely are not previously aware of your business. So that's just a differentiator between that and remarketing or re-engagement.
2: Gotcha.
0: When you work with a business, well, I don't know if you have these metrics necessarily, but how much is business going to increase when people start actively using pixels? I mean, sometimes it feels like you're just, throwing particularly just anything online you're just throwing darts out there and I know this this is all of a sudden it's like illuminating the dartboard so you actually can try to hit that bullseye but at the same time it it feels like you're kind of throwing it into infinity and you don't know what's really going to come back at you and increase your revenue do do you see people have a stark increase
3: Yes uh so when you launch a new campaign you you hope for the best and you do everything you can on your end, what, uh, from targeting to ad copy to the creative, to make sure it all pairs up together to look enticing to that audience. So once you set that up, it'll be a few days once people start clicking and engaging with those ads, then things will start spiking. And the more people click through and the better quality score that you're given, or sorry, relevant score uh, in terms of Facebook, it's quality score on search engines, but if Facebook sees that people are positively engaging with your ads. They will lower your cost per click, and they'll show your ad a lot more. So uh, huh. if people are commenting, liking, sharing your ad, or clicking through, that looks relevant to Facebook, and that's okay. a positive indicator for them to kind of reward you with a lower cost per click, so you'll get more bang for the buck eventually. That's
0: fascinating. That is so crazy. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, just just the idea of how, how Facebook does its work rather than something like Google is just... Uh, that's very interesting. Uh, any other questions from Amy and and Brian here?
2: No, not at that I feel like I need to. I need to dive a little deeper before I uh, come up with more questions. So maybe we yeah. can do a part two. Nice. Um, yes, that would be awesome. What I'm
1: thinking I want to go and check out my stuff and then come back and ask more questions. I, uh, you've given us some really great, solid, easy to follow. Yeah. Um, rules to, to get started and I'm so grateful for that because there's so many people, especially in the flood industry, who are struggling, so they're trying to do everything at once mm-hmm. and it's been so nice to to have some guidance. Agreed. My
0: pleasure. And, this is great. You know, I think we you know, you, you visit Amazon.com or you visit a website and then next time you're on Facebook, you see that product and similar yep. products and it's like, damn, Amazon, you are all over me. <laughs> but like yeah, that's a billion, billions dollar company, but like we have that power, like we we yeah. can do that exact same thing. This little mom and pop float center can actually do the exact same thing. And like, what a phenomenal world. Well, even even if that it can be a little bit weird to you, I totally get that. If if you feel like that's overstepping people's personal bounds, but at the same time, like just the fact that you can get that information is absolutely incredible. All the way, I mean, all the way down to, like, the demographic, really specific demographic information to then grow and cultivate your audience is phenomenal. I mean, like, I don't think there's ever been a time when you can be so specific, like a mom and pop shop with who your demographic is. I mean, it just feels like so much power in your hands. And then uh, Facebook Pixel, man. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you would like to share about Facebook Pixel or feel like something maybe we didn't ask a, a proper question?
3: Uh, no, I'll just reiterate that even if you don't have your business uh, ready for advertising, definitely put the pixel on your site. Start thinking of a strategy of who are, who is your uh, target customer and how to reach them and start thinking about different things. Like uh, this is a, trying to think of an example on the spot, but you can get really creative. Facebook has a lot of great targeting options. So for instance, if say, I know you guys aren't selling Ferraris, but say the um, you're selling a Ferrari and like who else would want to buy a Ferrari? You can start targeting people that might be into Rolex and just kind of thinking about different ways uh, to target people. So get creative, have fun with it, nice. but try to get it to your site, tag them with the pixel and get their email if you can. Because once you have your email, <laughs> you can do so much more, whether it's back in the Facebook interface or just through your email marketing funnel.
0: Brilliant. I love it. Where can people find you?
3: you can find me at advertise.com it mm. is uh, like advertised but with an AK. <laughs> or with you can find AK. me on Twitter nice. but it's um, <laughs> the same handle at advertise
0: yes and uh, do you work with smaller businesses like us or is there a threshold of of a business size that you like to work with or are you just playing with the big dogs
3: uh, I work with a variety of businesses but my personal favorite is small to medium-sized businesses okay. I like the the level of contact that I have with smaller businesses plus being a small business owner myself I, mm. I feel like I can I get more excited that way when we're excellent. trying to help each other out
0: excellent beautiful cool well wonderful thank you so much I, I really appreciate you joining us for the show well, and thanks for being on. and yeah, I'll already ask you right now to be on our show again and <laughs> cover some more social media and marketing. I'd be delighted to. <laughs> That'd be great. You
3: guys are great.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, before we go, I do want to give a shout out to Floataway. Away. Uh, these guys are also going to be at the Float Conference. Colin will be giving a speech at the conference, as he does every year. So I'm looking forward to what new innovations uh, Float Away is coming up with, as I know they always are pushing the envelope. And yeah, floataway.com is where you want to go to check them out. Uh, Of course, show notes, Uh, we're going to have information on MindBody, Spa Booker, Helm, and their Pixel integration to see if we can uh, actually get that information on conversions because my gosh now I want that more than anything in the world right now uh, so that'll be on our show notes page on art you can also go there to learn about our roundtables thank you everybody who's supporting us on our patreon account that's patreon forward slash art of the float and uh, of course for anybody who signs up at the ten dollar tier or more you're getting uh, marketing photos of people floating in float tanks and of course you get a shout out on the podcast as well so thank you so much remember there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing so some time there. We'll see you next week.